The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you again to every one of you who are listening to to me again today. I really appreciate that, you know. Another edition of Beyond Religion, your life is waiting. Your life is waiting for you to choose. Your life is waiting for you to become your most beautiful self. The more I say that phrase, the more I love it. And you know what? Finding that is so beautiful. It's so powerful. Based on my own experience, I would say to each one of you, There is nothing more beautiful, nothing more exciting, nothing more fulfilling than to be realizing more and more why you've come here to the planet. What is your purpose for being here? Oh, you are not just small. You're not just here to get a job. You're not just here to maybe get married, maybe not, to raise some kids, maybe not, get a bigger job, maybe not, whatever and eat, drink, and be merry, and someday turn yourself into ashes and a grave. No, no, you're not here for that. We are all here for much more than that. And based on the responses I've been getting from all of you, my listeners, I know that you're appreciating that. So I want to say today, the final chapter perhaps of, of the hero's journey, the unfolding purpose for why we've come. And then I'm going to go to some other things for the next few weeks. But as I told you last week, uh, I am now living in Arizona. And this is the most exciting part of my life. I'm here to do the next chapter of my life. I'm here because I've discovered my purpose, to teach and to share what the Aramaic Jesus, what Yeshua really taught, to tell religion to go jump in the lake that I will choose for myself. And I want to share that with you so you can choose for yourself too. Okay, unfolding purpose. If we, as the hero, were to see the fullest picture of our purpose before we began the journey, before we chose to depart, I am convinced we would be overwhelmed by the sheer beauty and power of seeing who we are going to become. And probably we might even deny that it could ever be that way. Or maybe the ego would take over and destroy the whole image through pride and maybe a self-centered focus or who knows what. But the truth is, we must be able to live out that magnificent purpose one day 
at a time. Sometimes that's the hardest part. I want two days. I want a week to go past now so I can see what's coming after that. One moment of awakening at a time. And yet, there'll be another day spent in, yes, some tears of grief along our journey back home. Your destiny will never be fully known nor realized quickly without some grief along the way. It will not happen without some form of pain or suffering that helps us awaken and we can step into the pain. You can check all the past shows I've done on that, the archive shows on finding the gifts in pain and suffering, and you'll find, yes, every twinge of pain, every difficult situation, all of these are part of awakening. All of our dreams, all of our failures, we can look at our failures and say, yeah, I did that. I failed there. But you know what I learned? Here it is. My awakening moments, as well as the tears of despair or loss along the way. Each tear of grief wiped away can reveal more to us of who we are becoming. Yes, there will be days when you will know and see and experience all of your dreams come true. There will be other days when you just want to let your dreams die. And yet, such is life. Such is the hero's journey. And yet, when we work through the difficulties, the grief and the loss or the the challenges that come, we will pick up those dreams again. And we will say, yes, no, I'm not going to let them die. Yes, it felt like it for a day or two or whatever. But no, I will move on. I will claim even more than I have yet claimed. And so, with each moment, with each day of the deeper inner realization that you are the divine in human form, you will commit yourself anew to the task at hand, your purpose awakening, your purpose developing, you discovering and seeing it and experiencing your purpose for being here on the planet this time around. No, We're not here alone. Independence is neither a reality, nor is it anything but the path to failure. Those who act independently are dreaming, and they will pay dearly for it. I've heard of different men along the way in my lifetime say, I'm known as a rugged individual. Oh, really? Well, baloney, because that's going to fail. And when you wake up one day, you're going to realize that you are not a rugged individual at all. You're just a human being pretending to be tough, and that will never bring you to your purpose. It is not our personal destiny that on which we must focus. Reality is much bigger than that. It's rather the destiny of the whole of humanity that we must embrace. The whole of humanity. We're not here alone. We're not here to be a stupid billionaire hiding in some castle somewhere, pretending that we've got it all together. No, not at all. Every billionaire that lives that way will wake up, either this lifetime or who knows how they'll come back next time and what they have, might have to experience so they wake up. What did we experience in our last lifetime? Well, I don't know. And that's not for us to know right now. But the fact that we are able to come 
and repeat it again and again. Reincarnation is something that has been known and embraced for many, many thousands of years, especially in the Eastern world, not here in the Western world. It was Joseph Campbell that said about embracing the whole of humanity, he said, and I quote, the cosmogenic cycle is now to be carried forward. Therefore, not by the gods who have become invisible, but by the heroes, more or less in hu the human characters through whom the world destiny is to be realized, end of quote. And so, the hero, you, me, someone else, the hero leaves home, departs from home, wondering about everything. <laughs> oh yes, what is true? What is real? What is right? What is wrong? What is this? What is that? We wonder about everything. And then the hero returns after departing and in the initiation, the awakening and returning. We, we return still wondering at times, still wondering, but we also have the message of wholeness and a new sense of magnificence awaiting every step we take. A new beautiful picture, the more beautiful self, and yet we still wonder because wondering will never cease. We wonder and we think and we wonder again as we wander about on the planet. You've heard me say wondering as I wander and I love that phrase. We must also descend prior to ascending. We must go down deep into, as and last week we're talking about, the, the descent to deep within. We must descend with deep within ourselves before we can ascend and climb the ladder to knowing our purpose. The descent into our deepest self is a beautiful passage. Every part of our journey, every part of what we learn, every difficulty we face, everything can become beautiful. The hero is not someone with magical powers or a superhuman to be admired, worshipped or beheld in awe in any way, not at all. The hero doesn't need that. The hero is you. The hero is the one who left fear in the dust. The hero is the one who went beyond limitations and smallness of the average person who lives in the illusions of the material world of the things that are temporary. Far too many view the hero as a sort of magic being, seen as you know, in who you know, they are as they've returned, and to reveal that, forgetting that the image of the hero as he or she takes that first step of departure, or the image of grief, the grief-stricken one, who is yet in the midst of the initiation or awakening. So many times the hero is seen in a way that's just a bit too magical, a bit too superhuman. And it's not that at all. We're ordinary. We're human. And we always will be. But we have a new message spoken from the most beautiful self we've ever seen. We must see the whole picture, not just some dream come true. You are the hero who is about to take your next step, my friends. Where are you today on your hero's journey. Have you departed? Are you experiencing an awakening? Are you still thinking about maybe departing? Or have you begun to return? Have you stepped into the tests that needs to be passed on the way home? We are all ordinary and we are all magnificent at the same time. 
And again, as Joseph Campbell says, the hero, uh, quote, the hero is rather a symbol to be contemplated than an example to be literally followed. The divine being is a revelation of the omnipotent self, the higher self, which dwells within us all. The contemplation of the life thus should be undertaken as a meditation of one's own imminent divinity, not as a prelude to precise imitation. The lesson being, not do this and be good, but know this and be the divine in human form. He also said, and I quote, the myths agree that an extraordinary capacity is required to face and survive such an experience. The infancies abound in anecdotes of precocious strength, cleverness, and wisdom, end of quote. My friends, you're already far more than you've realized or claimed. Yes, you are. You are far more. It's just a matter of opening that next door, understanding that next image of who you are. And as you choose your destiny, you will discover the melting as ice does in the rays of the sun, doors opening where you were sure there weren't any doors, delightful adventures unfolding instead of just sitting on the porch wondering what it all means. What was your yesterday like? What will be your tomorrow? What you choose today is what makes the difference between those two realities. The only thing that can defeat you is your beliefs. The only thing that can defeat you is believing you're too small. The only things that can defeat you are beliefs that take the wind out of your sails. The small focus must be replaced with the power within your highest self. Remember, you are the divine in human form, and your next step is? So go to the, my website and check out the first uh, small book ready for downloads there called The Quest for Spiritual Identity. And the second one, Experiencing the Divine Within. I encourage you to go there, www.meetjimstacy.com, a new website just up and running, meetjimstacy.com. Thank you, and let me know what you think of all of that. As one's purpose unfolds, that experience is like the difference between a beginner who puts on the snow skis for the very first time and the gold medal winner that wins at the downhill skiing at the Olympics. It's time for a break right now. I'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. 
Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. And as I mentioned last week, the downhill skier that only learns to ski by hitting a few trees, slipping and falling, and wondering, why in the heck am I doing this anyway? But what once was experienced as a dangerous, slippery slope is now a thrilling run to the gold medal. The difference? The beginner only had beliefs about what skiing might be like. The other one knows the inner beauty and the power that comes from actually living through the ecstatic experience of first picking yourself up many times and wiping yourself off and saying, I'm going to do it again, and eventually, yes, winning that gold medal. Just like the mystic who actually knows from experience while the belief-bound novice lives in false fear. The beginner is bound up in time and space experiences. The winner has said yes to life. Yes to life. I will be fully alive, says he or she, and they are now experiencing that. Eternity is now, not off in the future somewhere. Oh, if we could just get that deep in our souls. We are right now eternal beings. Yes, life and death and another lifetime and another passing and back and forth, it's all part of eternity. I guarantee you, my friends, this lifetime is not your beginning. No way. And it will not be your end, not by any means. Of course, Campbell said again, and I quote, Eternity isn't some time later. Eternity isn't even a long time. Eternity is that dimension of here and now that all thinking in the temporary terms cuts off. And if you don't get it here, you won't get it anywhere. End of quote. So how do we create a world where we win and where everybody else wins too. Independence is the worst of human behavior. It's the best of the human drama. It is the mixing pot of humanity. It's the cauldron of human shame. It's a catalyst for great invention. It's the cause of most human suffering too, this thing called independence. It is a human battle that we've long known as independence that has created grand luxury for a few and gross suffering for the masses. A world where everybody wins? Surely this would be but dreaming the impossible dream and the quest for that unreachable sky. Or is it? 
I say no way, because unless we walk together, unless we dream together, unless we develop together, unless we go on our quest together, unless we depart together, and much of that for the individual is into the journey of the unknown all alone. But if we know others are doing it too, then we know that yes, we're alone in this experience, but overall, we are on a journey together. In our competitive society, we've created a world where everyone who competes with others is automatically a loser. Isn't that true? Every time a sports event comes on, what are you thinking? You pick a winner, you root for your team, but you know going into it there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. Even those who appear as winners, sometimes when we see their homes, their cars, their portfolios, you know, their so-called achieved temporary positions in life and their apparent success, whatever that word means. By one definition, they're winners, but by another, they are only losers. They're losers when they have not learned to focus on what is real. They're losers when the temporary physical world the material world is all they can see. Yeah, the paper that folds up and they stick in their pocket that they call money. What is it? It's a piece of paper. What is your dream like? What is your purpose like? What is your destiny like? It's far more than anything you can put in your pocket. We've been encapsulated in a world of competitive behavior in which nations and religions and tribes and classes and Political parties are in fierce competition. Oh, do we see that these days? I can't wait till November's over, I think. (laughs) Anyway, but for what, really, are people competing for? What does winning mean as we compete for jobs? Oh, we also compete for driving space on the road, don't we? When's the last time somebody pulled right in front of you? Probably today. When's the last time you did it? Well, okay, you have to answer that for yourself. (laughs) But anyway, we compete for in selling product sales. We compete in buying. Just go on the Internet and the the bidding, uh, like, oh, you you know the sites where you're bidding for different uh, merchandise and you got to beat somebody else and, and make sure you got the final bid or some auction somewhere or whatever. But wait a minute. What is it? that we're really doing. Selling and buying, what does it all mean? We compete for sexual partners, for partners or for life life mates or you know, boyfriends, girlfriends or, or significant others. Yes, it is competition. And yet, we even compete for food itself. Just go to a restaurant and find out that someone just bought the last entree that you wanted. Yes, we do compete. So what is included in the fear of losing? Yes, we all have it. We don't want to lose. We want to win. We've got to win. We can't lose. We can't lose. And yet, we have to understand that sometimes in losing is the most beautiful gift. Remember what Yoda from Star Wars said? He said it's a fear of losing that takes us to the dark side. What is the dark side? The dark side is a place where we can look at our fear, the shadow, 
have a lot of archive shows uh, in the past on that too. Finding the gifts in our shadow, transforming our shadow, the dark side. My friends, remember, every time we lose, every time we have a reaction inside, the fear creeps up. Let it be. And look at that fear. Straighten the eyes and say, fear, I will not let you keep me from transforming what is in my shadow place. And so, let fear of losing take you to the dark side. And look and see what's there. It's a gold mine. It's a treasure to be sought. And you can learn more many times by losing than we can by what we call winning. Yes, if winning, which is really the fear of losing, if that's our only goal, then winning is the greatest blindness that we could ever experience. I've got to win. I've got to make somebody else lose so I can win. I've got to win because that feels better. I've got to win because, well, you fill in the blank. We are blind because in that place of needing to win, we fail to see that our brothers and sisters on the planet also need to win. They also have needs. And if we stop competing and start working to make sure that somebody else has their needs get met, that others will do the same. And we can, be, and we can live in a sense of community, but we've lost that in this Western United States of America society of predatory capitalism. Oh, we've lost so much. And so, does it feel better to have a few extra dollars stuffed in your pocket while somebody goes hungry? I say, no way. No way will I let that happen. I will go hungry before I would let somebody else go hungry with, and when I could share something with them. And I've done that. And I will do that again. So, what are the benefits of everybody winning? What would that look like? Creating that world where everybody wins. I'm talking about winning in the sense of being responsible for each other to get our needs met. That's what I'm not winning some kind of competition, but getting our needs met. What would it look like? Since most of us have never experienced that at a deep level, what have we been missing? We all long for winning, and yet we work hard to avoid what feels like losing. But what is that that we're looking for? What would it be like to have others truly value who we are? What if we truly valued who every other person is? Their gifts and their, their, their positive side, negative side, all of it included. Because we all have both. What would it be the experience of a human being being recognized as the divine in human form? All humans have need the need to be honored in what is called the namaste. When two people greet each other with a namaste, what they're saying is, the God, goddess in me, honors the God and goddess in you. Would we, do we, risk losing this experience by focusing on, our, focusing on our need to win at all costs? No. When we honor others and the, the divine that is within them, we can create a world where everybody wins, where everybody has their, gets their needs met, Nobody has to do without. Nobody has a billion dollars stuffed away either. We don't need that. On this planet, there's enough to meet everyone's need, but not everyone's greed. We must understand that. The greedy will die on their greed unless they awaken 
and give some of it away, how much, that's up to them. But until we leave our attachment to, to money behind, we will never understand the sheer fallacy that money represents. We can build a community that includes everyone at the table. Everyone is fed. Everyone's needs are met. Everyone is celebrating. Everyone is valued. Oh, I wish we could have a society like that. Community is diversity rather than exclusion. Community is cooperation rather than competition. It is where love replaces fear. Compassion replaces that, oh, false pride, shall we call it. And where service replaces a battle, a battle to be on the winning side. It's easy to write about this. It's much more difficult to create it and maintain it. Easy to speak about it. And yet I want you to know, I have spent many years in my life making sure that I walk my talk. I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just telling you, the people that know me best know that I'm doing what I speak. And that's very important to me. The greatest service on the planet today is seen by measurably supporting and loving all those who have been disenfranchised by our society, whether because of religion or race, ethnicity, gender, view of the world, or any other factor that has resulted in separation. Just a few years ago, when I moved to the place where I lived in, in Michigan, just down the road, three houses, was an elderly couple. And I didn't know who they were, but one day when I was unpacking, I had a knock on the door. And there was this little old man that said, Welcome to the neighborhood. He said, I'm the tax collector. And I laughed. I said, well, you look different than you did yesterday. And I had, and I had been in that, office, that tax collector's office. Anyway, down the road was an old elderly couple. I got to know them. He helped me. I helped him. They had me over for dinner. I got to know them. Up in, in their middle to upper 80s. And here was this, this couple. And I didn't know who they were, but I got to know them over the next two years. Then suddenly he died and she was left all alone. No children, no relatives, nobody to help her. I stepped in to say, can I help? Eight years later, I was still taking care of her and I still am today. And that has become a very valuable lesson in me walking my talk. If we're gonna love our neighbors, it's going to take time and effort to do so. I'll be right back after this break. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Jim Stacy's first book, Liberating Jesus from Christianity, Healing from the Fear and Shame of Religious Dogma, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are a part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Liberating Jesus from Christianity. Available right now on Amazon.com. 
what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host. For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So remember this, my friends. Our greatest magnificence is hiding just behind our fear of bringing it forth. I hope you really heard that. Sometimes we are afraid to bring forth the best part of ourselves, the most beautiful part. But remember, your greatest magnificence could be hiding just behind your fear of bringing it forth. We've learned to to deny our best self far too often, to fear our greatest strength, and too many times to mistrust what we truly know, to hide what the world needs in order to heal the best pop, excuse me, the best possible me and the best possible you. We need each other's support to make it happen. We need each other's gifts to make it happen. This is where applause replaces criticism. Celebration replaces condemnation. When others see our magnificence and support us in calling forth the light out of our shadow, we will become that new self. You help me grow. We help each other grow. And yes, if we truly love one another, we will call forth the best from each other. And that will replace ignorance with celebration. And I will trust others as I do that to call forth the best in me as well. Beyond our needs, how then shall we live? I see you was the great insight from the movie Avatar, one of my favorite movies of all time. I see you. We cannot see each other until we join together on the great adventure of community. Getting our needs met in the aura of love and connection. Community happens when we shift from me to we. As we pass through this world of illusions, may it become we, we, we all the way home. Some of you will know where that came from. (laughs) Your spiritual path is unique. Your needs along the way are not. We have the same needs as as the next person. We have the power to change our inner landscape just by changing our next choice, just by becoming that next thing that we feared and say, yes, I'm going to be that. I'm going to become that. Fear, get out of the way. I'm doing it. And this kind of change involves the inner transformational worth, the work of birthing a new self continuously. The old religious labels just don't serve us anymore. Instead of independence, I like the word interdependence. Interdependence is living in the energies where no one loses. No one is afraid of the future. No one is judged, criticized, or condemned. No one knows guilt and shame. No one lives in fear. No one has unmet needs. No one wounds others or is wounded. No one feels less than others. And no one is the victim of competition. And no one lives in the fear of man-made dogma. Joseph Campbell said, and I quote, 
in his life form, the individual is necessarily only a fraction and distortion of the total image of man. Hence, he said, the totality, the fullness of man is not in the separate member, but in the body of the society as a whole. The individual can only be an organ. End of quote. Whenever one lives in creativity, knowing that they're loved, knowing that they're valuable, knowing their deepest purpose, and seeing beauty in all the others, then we are on the right path back home. When everyone wins, without negative competition, delights in consciousness, and lovingly calls each other to integrity, awareness, compassion, healing, inclusion, then it is when everyone shares their journey as a light for each other, and we live in interdependence. I need your light. You need my light. We need each other's light as we walk this path. And the hero is the first and foremost responsible for himself or herself, and the quality of that message that he or she brings forth that reflects interdependence and the need for each other's gifts and abilities and creativity. If you haven't seen any of the Star Wars episodes lately, I've reminded you of that before, I encourage you to go find them and take another look. See in them what you have been learning from, as I've been sharing the last few weeks about Joseph Campbell, George Lucas, the Star Wars, and the hero, Luke Skywalker. Yes, that is an amazing adventure. And as I shared again last week, Luke Skywalker is returning. The last movie showed it. The hero was not a, a guy. The heroine was the hero was a girl, and she was powerful. The feminine energy has returned, and Luke Skywalker will join with that, and they will return. I can't wait for the next Star Wars movie. Anyway, Bill Bill Moyers, most of you know him as a one of the most uh, uh, why, investigative journalists with the most integrity that I've ever seen. He said this. He spent a lot of time with Joseph Campbell. He said, quote, Campbell reveled in the ancient themes and motifs of mythology unfolding on the wide screen and powerful contemporary images. On this particular visit, having again exulted over the perils and heroics of Luke, uh, excuse me, Luke Skywalker, Joe grew animated as he talked about how Lucas had put the newest and most powerful spin to the classic story of the hero. Moyers continued, quote, By overcoming the dark passions, the hero symbolizes our ability to control the irrational savage within us. Campbell had lamented on other occasions our failure to admit within ourselves of the carnivorous, lecherous fever that is endemic to human nature. And he goes on to say, Now he was describing the hero's journey not as a courageous act, but as a life lived in self-discovery. And Luke Skywalker was never more rational than what he found within himself, the resources of character to meet his destiny. Bill Moyer said that in The Power of Myth, where he and Joseph Campbell had a long discussion about mythology. After Luke's daunting encounter and struggle with Darth Vader, his father, he learned a deep and powerful lesson. That lesson was that he no longer needed to submit to external powers and external voices that demanded his submission. Beyond what his father said, his life was waiting, and he found it. And he rather than all of that passed, he decided that his calling was to command 
his own interests, his own choices, rather than to hide behind somebody else's. Our source is not from outside of us. It is rather within. And when Skywalker finally unmasked his father, he was metaphorically removing the external machine of control that his father played. Darth Vader is nothing more than the mask of religion that tries to control us. Darth Vader is that one who couldn't see his own shadow, so he projected it onto others. Darth Vader was the uniform in which that external power that wanted to control him, <laughs> and Darth Vader failed. Luke Skywalker won, and in that last movie, he was on that distant planet as the only Jedi left, and he is returning. I can't wait. The day comes in the hero's adventures when he or she is faced with the choice of either ignoring a higher consciousness that has been revealed or embracing it, embodying it, and becoming all that he or she never was before. To choose the new, to awaken one's consciousness to that, to then embrace one's most beautiful self, and to live in that empowerment is to unmask the external tyrants of blindness and fear. And so we look the monsters of religion in the face and we say, no, I dare you to try one more time because you are no longer in my view, you're no longer in my consideration. I am choosing for myself. And I don't care what you say. I and the divine within me will choose far better than you will choose for me. Again, Campbell says that, quote, the monster masks that are put on people in Star Wars represent the real monster force in the modern world. When the mask of Darth Vader is removed, you see an unformed man, one who is not developed as a human individual. What you see is a strange and pitiful sort of undifferentiated face. He goes on to say, Darth Vader has not developed his own humanity. He's a robot. He's a bureaucrat, living not in terms of himself, but in terms of an imposed system. Aha, just like religion. And he goes on to say, this is threat to our lives that we all face today. Is the system going to flatten you out and deny you your humanity? Are you going to be able to make use of the system? Or are you going to be able to make use of it and to the attainment of human purposes? Campbell goes on. How do you relate to the system so that you are not compulsively serving it? It doesn't help to try to change it to, to accord with your own system of thought. The momentum of history behind is too great for anything really significant to evolve from that kind of action. The thing to do is to learn to live your own period of history as a human being. That's something else, and it can be done. End of quote. And Joseph Campbell went, Campbell went on to say that we can accomplish this by holding to your own ideals for yourself. He said to follow your bliss. He said do not explore to try to find the meaning of life, but rather live in a way that you are fully alive. Oh, my friends, the adventures of following the path, the adventures of waking up, I'm telling you, I have seen so many adventures. 
I am sometimes just ecstatic with delight at the things I see unfolding right before me. I am amazed. And yet, I do remember the tears and the grief. And I know this, that everything I faced, everything that came across my path as a negative, everything that happened to me took me further down the path to finding my purpose. And I remember years ago beginning to understand what my purpose was, what my purpose is, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt as I you know, present, excuse me, present workshops in the very near future, uh, workshops on the Aramaic Yeshua, workshops on how to find your most beautiful self, vision quest, how to discover who we are and the path that we want to walk. My friends, I know that's my purpose, uh, to be on radio, to be writing books, to be speaking to groups, and I will continue to do that as long as I have breath. There's nothing more exciting to me than to hear someone say, thank you, Jim, what you said has changed my life. It's time for another break right now. I'll see you on the other side of two or three minutes. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. And that resounding phrase that we heard so often, may the force be with you. <laughs> I never understood what that was when I first saw Star Wars years ago, but I know that Joseph Campbell, what he said and what he meant was, may the divine within you. May the divine be with you. Not just a force, but an empowerment. May the divine empowerment be your experience. Bill Moyer said, and I quote, I was intrigued by the definition of the force. Obi-Ben Kenobi said, The force is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us. It penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. And I've heard and read in the Here with a Thousand Faces similar descriptions of the world navel, of the sacred place, of the power that is at the moment of creation. Bill goes on to say, And the force moves from within, but the force of the empire is based on an intention to overcome and master. Star Wars is not a simple morality play. 
It has to do with the powers of life as they are either fulfilled or broken and suppressed through the actions of man. One day, years after I had begun awakening, overcoming, and writing, I created my own website. But what was to be my domain name? I look back now and see that it was a, a good choice, though it's all being changed right now, as I've mentioned. And instead of the divine is within us.com, and that still is going to be active, but it's now a personal branding kind of thing just to fit in with all the ways of marketing today. I never want to push myself, and I was reluctant to accept this, but I did, seeing what could happen. And the website now, meetjimstacy.com, is there to bring forth the message in a more clear and a more powerful way. So, on I go. It was when the, the dragon is slayed that we see, as did Luke Skywalker, with our own face, our own shadow, we know that the monster to over, be overcome is always within ourselves. There's a DVD I've mentioned before called Finding Joe, a DVD about the hero with a thousand, excuse me, with a thousand faces, and that DVD gives a, a detailed three-dimensional display, and you can write a bunch of notes down. There's a whole diagram of, of how that works out. But Finding Joe is a beautiful example and illustration of the hero with a thousand faces and the main point that I that at least made the main point to me was the dragon that I slay is always something from within so when we slay that dragon may we learn how to let our light shine may we learn the more beauty that we that resides within the more beautiful that we are may we understand that we are not small May we understand that we are the force, and the force is within us. The force to do good, and the force will never have its full power within us until we step into the purpose for being here on, your, on the planet. There's so many things to think about, so many things to learn. And so just a few thoughts in closing for today. What is it that really empowers us to find our most beautiful self. The beauty that we truly are is seeing the divine in all our set in ourselves first and in all that's around us, people and nature, all of it. To step into that is to know truth by practicing it and then always wanting to learn more. We never get to the place where we don't have more to learn. And I used to think, oh, gee, if I could just get to there, then I'd have it made. No, sorry, there's more. And no, it's not sorry at all, because with every new adventure, as I look back, wow, there's not one that I would have pushed aside and said, no, don't want that one. No, I'll take them all. The most beautiful ones, those that are really powerful, and the, the ones that have filled me with grief and loss. But I know that in with each one of them, there is more. The gifts of, of being able to share with others, gifts of healing, gifts of loving, of empathy, and of service. When we come to know who we truly are, when our quest for spiritual identity comes full circle 
and we realize that we are part of that energy field of the universe. Yes, and the more you and I make the positive choices of discovering who we are and then living in that the energies of love and compassion and service, the more others will awaken to do the same thing. Oh, it is so vastly important that we wake up. Vastly important. And as I said, as the hero returns, awakened and still with more awakening to do, yes, and I've experienced this many times as I look around, and it's sometimes so difficult to be alive and still be here in the midst of such intense unconsciousness. So, my choice is to find more and more people who are awake, more and more people who are opening and learning and growing. That freedom to be, the freedom to be who we are instead of following others. The more of those kind of people I find, the easier it is to live in the midst of the other unconsciousness. And so we set goals, we choose our path, and we choose the best that we can be. We choose a healthy self-esteem because there's nothing else involved in the hero's journey but really appreciating who we are by the choices we've made. To know that we're valuable, to know that we have great potential for healing this planet, the autonomy of the divine working within other people and waking up to see that is a powerful experience. To say to someone else, I see the light in you. I know what it is. And to have someone say that to us. But we give birth to a new self continuously. We transform every negative energy, every part of the dark side, every fear, every dragon, every monster. No. Get out of my way, fear. Get out of my way. I will not be defeated by you. Fear, take that mask off. I'm not afraid of you. Fear is only an emotion. I will step into this experience. I will step into it now. And, yeah, I feel afraid here and there, but no, I'm not giving into that. I am going to do it. And you getting out of my way is the very first step. Be gone. I will learn something more valuable. And so, there are so many ways that the divine is expressed within us, felt and realized and celebrated the divine in you. What's the last time that you felt that being expressed? It's time to claim all that we are. It's time to see every part of us. And when you are the most creative, my friends, when you create something, whatever it is, the beauty that comes forth from your creativity is one of the most beautiful parts and expressions of the divine within you. Well, this is about the end for now for the hero's journey. I'll be back with you next week, and we'll start some new thoughts together. Thank you so much for being with us, and I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.